Welcome to this week's Thrive Subscribe BPESN Saturday episode. My name is Ashley Branham, and I'm joined this week with Joe Moose. Hey, Joe. Hey, Ashley. We're glad to be back this week. Um, Absolutely. To, today, we take a moment to pause and celebrate the successes of the community pharmacists around us. We are humbled by those who selflessly take their time to show each other best practices. For those who take the time to teach others to be successful in their business and those who lead us into payer opportunities. Leading the discussion today is one of the community pharmacy leaders who's dedicated the last several years of her career supporting community pharmacies in Nebraska. We are pleased to welcome our CPESN Luminary of the Year and owner of Ashland Pharmacy, Stacey Huber. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you all. Um, it's to be here. I was so excited for our Team Nebraska, CPSN, to, to get that award. I'm uh, honored and accept it with great pride. It's coming from such a great uh, organization and helping to support our independent pharmacies. Happy Absolutely. to be here. Yep. Well, we're happy to have you, Stacey. It's always fun to talk to you. I think you can, you can hear your smile over the podcast right now as you talk. So I, I always love seeing you in person, but uh, love talking with you on the phone uh, and remotely as well during this, this COVID time. Um, so walk us through, you know, take us back a little bit. Walk us through your journey, how you, how you discovered pharmacy, uh, why you went to pharmacy school and how you ended up owning, um, you know, pharmacy in Ashland, Nebraska. I think like most of us, we've always had somebody in our lives that really, if you have to pinpoint why we went into pharmacy, um, it was a, a great journey for me. I was in high school. I was babysitting for the pharmacist in town, and I just basically said, hey, I need to I need to have a job, and can I come and sweep your floors or do whatever? And he said, sure, come on back. I ended up working in the pharmacy and I could just see for a town. I grew up in Ottawa, Iowa, and Jim Stangle had Stangle Pharmacy and had a great, um, I don't know, just a great rapport. Um, I remember my mom coming in asking questions. He was always available. Um, and I really felt like he had a sincere love for each and every person that came in, treated everyone with respect. I remember some special needs um, people in town and he would have them do some deliveries for them or, you know, make them feel special. And I thought, man, you know, this, I was kind of going back and forth between physical therapy and pharmacy. And I said, man, this, this guy has it. And I just want to be like him and, and really take care of patients and in my community. So I started my journey and started working and went to University of Nebraska Medical Center and College of Pharmacy, got through that. And I was working in school at a nuclear pharmacy. I went to hospital pharmacy, actually loved that, um, did my rotations, loved the clinical pharmacy. And, you know, so the great part about pharmacy is you can do whatever you want, but really that pull back to independence, I was, uh, was getting hired for the oncology uh, job at the hospital I was working at. And one of the, my pharmacists said, Hey, I just bought a little pharmacy out in Ashland, Nebraska. Would you want to work there, you know, Monday through Friday? And at that time I was married, already had 
two kids. I know that's a little crazy, but I decided to start early, I guess, in pharmacy school. But um, I thought, man, that's a great job. Went back and I said, yeah, I I think I do. And he goes, you can work into part ownership. We'd love to have you. So that's how it all started. I had two or three great partners, um, went to small town Ashland, Nebraska, and uh, worked my way into ownership and ended up buying everybody out by the time, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago is when I bought the front part of the store. So that kind of led me back to independent and I have no regrets. I've loved my patients uh, from the day one. Um, I just felt like there's a home there for me. So uh, that's uh, probably a lot of people's stories, but that's my story. No, fantastic story. And, I, and I'm glad that the uh, pharmacy world got you and the PT world did not. So, um, yeah. you know, you made a, you made a good choice and, and uh, your community is lucky to have you. Uh, as Ashley said, she's luminary of the year and, and that's pretty tall company. Um we got a Absolutely. ton of great nominations for pharmacists across the country, and and, and you know, Stacy just just really stood out of, of her efforts there, and and I'm just kind of I I wonder how you juggle, you know, wife, mother, pharmacy owner, luminary, luminary of the year. How, how do you juggle all that, and and uh, what are some of your time management tips for those of us who aren't as good at time management? <laughs> I don't know about that. Sometimes you look at my desk, uh, not not good, but you. I, I think just setting time aside and really shutting time off, like being a pharmacy owner, I really went all in. One of the best compliments I ever got was I was at my son's baseball game. He was probably, I don't know, sixth grade or seventh grade. And one of the coaches, I, it was actually playing in Ashland. And so I left and left work and I had a a fill-in pharmacist. And that's one thing I think you really have to do is, is get some great staff to help you and, and hire, hire those that are better than you, which I've always done. Um, and I, I left and I went to watch the game and he's like, Oh, what are y'all dressed up for? And I said, Oh, I said, I just came from work. I work over here in Ashland, uh, at the pharmacy. And he goes, Oh, I thought you were a stay at home mom. I said, I seriously think that's my, (laughs) the best compliment (laughs) because, you know, you always think that you're juggling all this and how are you doing it? But, you know, when I was in the kids stuff, I was in the kids stuff. I was playing mom and I was, my husband's a coach. So I'd go to a lot of his games, basketball games. And, um, you, you really just have to focus on where you're at every day. And I think independent pharmacists, we do that. And the more we focus, even, even on our patients, when we go into the store and we're busy, oh my gosh, I late paying that bill for the gifts or Hallmark or whatever you're doing. You just have to really focus every morning to say, I'm going to focus in the moment and on that person, because it's important. And it's the relationships that are important every day. doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're at. So I, I don't know. I think that's if you just live in the moment and, and today and just having your notes to know what you have to finish, you know, mandatory things for independent. But um, really just for your mental sanity and especially in these times with COVID, you know, there's so many other things, irons in our fire with COVID and testing and vaccines, et cetera. So 
that's how I, I attempted to do it. I don't know how well I did it, but. You know, Stacey, one of the things that I think really strikes me about you and, and the time I've had to work with you over the last several years is that you've got this, and Joe alluded to it this earlier, it, you, you've got this radiance about you that just brings total energy. So as you think, or as you kind of talk about your focus and, and that, how that's kind of one of the keys to, to your success. I also see this focus backed by a ton of energy that you pour in to almost anything that you're involved in. And, I, you know, where, where does that motivation come from? Where, where is that drive from? And, and um, how, how do you think that really um, has helped you be a successful business owner? I've always had a passion I feel everybody has a passion of doing something and it's so easy to do, um, to go to work and to see it. I see Joe. I remember when I first started with CPSN, I was on the Cardinal health board and I surround myself with really good people. And so I, I find that that gives me energy too, but I'm, I was on the Cardinal health board, uh, the national board and really had some great examples of ownership and, um, I don't know. I just feel like everybody's kind of can push you up too. You can't do it at alone. And so just having that passion to do the patient contact, let's be honest. I mean, when you go at the end of the day and you help someone, you helped um, anybody help with their uh, packaging for their mother, that you're going to really keep them out of the long-term care you just, it, it's not about the money, even though it's sustainability, paying your staff, paying, keeping the lights on, of course. Um, and that was the passion that I really gained that I, I, you know, after one of those meetings, they said, hey, someone's uh, doing some great things down in North Carolina, ended up being Joe. And at one of the Cardinal meetings, I met with them with another Nebraska pharmacist and we could see the energy in him and we could see the writing on the wall as far as the sustainability. And maybe that was part of it. Like five and a half years ago when I bought my partner out um, and I called him my partner, he was like my dad and he was not a pharmacist. He just owned the building and up front and did all my extra stuff, which looking now, what a great deal to have somebody that took care of all the bills and you know the mail and the bank, et cetera. Um, but I really wanted him to have a good retirement. And I said, you know, this, this sustainability model for independence, this, it's going to kill us having two people here. So buying him out was probably the best thing I ever did. But it also focused me on how are we going to survive in this pharmacy profession and what do I love doing? What I love doing is doing the clinical part in the independent pharmacy. Um, and I just couldn't, that drive just couldn't leave. Um, so I got back from that meeting and, and I said, well, what the heck? We need to do something here in Nebraska. We're not going to be the last state in the nation to do some of these things that make sense. So um, I've really enjoyed and getting to know the other independent pharmacies. We were, I was kind of just doing it on my own and, and I love my patients. I love my staff. So I, I could have done it that way, but I think this was a real opportunity to reach out and really get great network of pharmacies in the state um, going in the right direction. I feel I'm a little biased, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think Nebraska is certainly not the last one to get on board. They are, they are leading um, 
the path, the leadership there with, with you, of course, um, involved in that with, with some amazing payer opportunities for community pharmacies. And, and that's what's so exciting to see as, you know, at, as we start to look across the map of all of the different um, states that are having payer opportunities, it, it's your team who, who has driven a good number of those um, for the community pharmacies in Nebraska. So not only are you impacting those in your community, but gosh, you're really helping the sustainability picture of, of the community pharmacy owners throughout Nebraska too, which is, is extraordinary. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the goal for sure. Yeah, I, I remember I remember our first meeting. I couldn't remember uh, I couldn't remember where it was, what what if it was a hotel lobby or the convention center lobby, but it was that cardinal meeting and I remember we went out and we sat around that, that round thing together. Yeah, and, uh, and and we we had that you know conversation about CPESN, and I remember you know you said, well I've got to run, I've got to get to the exhibit or something like that. And when you got up, I, I remember I got my phone out and I called Troy right then, and I said, hey, called Ash, I said we've we've got it, we've got our person in in Nebraska. I said this this girl gets it. I said she she is just on fire, fun, full of energy. Um, and I said, I think, I think we, we found a person. So we, we were excited, um, f from our first meeting and we haven't been disappointed yet. Um, we're, we're, you know, we, uh, we recognize it, but your, your colleagues in Nebraska recognize the, the good work you've done too. And, and, you know, some of the, some of the submissions for your luminary of the year award by your colleagues were, you know, she's a go-getter and she works endless hours preparing for network meetings, meeting insurance with companies to get, get all, you know, to work for the whole group. And that, that uh, they really look at you as a motivator um, uh, from that. And they, they say it, she said, she's, you know, she is definitely a motivator. She has an enthusiastic and infectious demeanor, which helps, um, helps her lead all of us. So I think those are qualities that, that, uh, that community pharmacy needs right now. I, I mean, we need leaders that that are stepping up. We've we've been hit with a lot of things. I would say over the past ten or fifteen years that just seem to keep, you know, keep driving us down, keep driving us down. And when when somebody can be a phoenix and kind of rise from those ashes with with great attitude, uh, I think that translates into into to good business sense and. Um, it translates into to a positive health for your pharmacy uh, as well as the profession. So I want to say thank you on behalf of, of uh, me as a pharmacy owner as keeping me motivated. I know you, you mentioned a mentor that helped you along, and I always had a, a mentor early in my career, you know, and my father who, who was always um, very positive and, and, you know, encouraged us to get, get really involved in pharmacy. So, it helps to have have someone who's a mentor and someone you can you can talk to and bounce ideas off of too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a great leadership uh, team here in Nebraska, um, and very kind words. And and we were talking about how to keep things going um, forward. And I find that having a deadline. Like I have a meeting with my pharmacies every two weeks. 
Now, does that mean that I have something going every two weeks? No, but what it does is keep you focused on what your next goal is for that time period. So living in the moment, living in that time space um, really, I think, helps organize and the the team going in the right direction. If you don't have endpoint, it gets to the back burner, right? And I think all of us do that. And we say, oh, that's a great idea. But if you don't put it at the forefront, just like anything, if you're like whatever, your family life, if you don't put it as a priority, it's just not going to move forward. So that was what I've found to really help me stay on task as far as reaching out to the payer reaching out to the state Medicaid's. Let's get up a, even just a quick phone call. Um, like, oh, I'm just going to do it. You know how you put stuff off, stuff off. You just call them and you say, let's, let's set up a meeting. And really it's comes right back to relationship. So. Yep. I, I think, I think you, you've hit the key in what I've heard so many. Um, Pharmacies that that have been successful, and pharmacy owners that have been successful, is is they always key in on the relationship, and they key in on on the the local relationships. And I think that's you know at, at our pharmacies, I know Ashley and I talk to our staff and the rest of our team a lot about about local and and leveraging that local, and that's kind of always our barometer of of what we measure things by. If if you don't have to be local to do that service, then we're probably not interested in doing that service because somebody's going to come and 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 mass produce it and commoditize it. You know, if it can be done by technology or or by a remote call center or something like that, um, and you can get the same results, then then we lose the benefit of of our localness and the all the staff that and, and teams that we've created and and build up here. So, uh, and I think we just keep it too quiet. And I think that's what CPSN has been able to do is really have a great marketing, uh, pamphlet to be able to present to these payer groups. Um, and, and just getting your foot in the door, introducing yourself. And so I know other States right now are trying to get in. We, we started out with our three MCOs and we knew that Nebraska Medicaid, um, we had just started that where we had the managed care and, um, you know, just talking to the head of the state, Nebraska Medicaid, a little daunting because I'm I'm not used to that. I'm an independent pharmacist and, you know, doing my job. I can speak pharmacy speak, but, you know, going to have the encouragement and I and I bounce stuff off of you guys all the time saying I need something to present to these medical directors at the state. And then once you get to know them, they're like, hey, just explaining what we can do locally and save money is is really the key. They want to have an avenue too. They need to have the option. Um, probably the best thing that happened to me was one of, I've been powering down one of these Medicaid MCOs for two, three years, two years for sure, different meetings and phone calls and emails and Kind of updates for my group in a few weeks. She called me and said, I have an idea. I have this, uh, you know, over-the-counter. We're having trouble getting our, our Medicaid patients the uh, menstrual cramp medicine. You know, they're going into the clinics and costing us a lot of money for these little things that you guys take care of all the time. 
how about joining forces and trying to wrap her head around a contract of some sort like that? She called me. It was just a matter of no matter what you do, you have to plant. And I think that's what every independent pharmacist do and be a part of the CPSN group is to be able to go to everybody knows somebody that's working in a group, either the managed care state or Blue Cross Blue Shield or somebody, someone in your group knows somebody just getting that relationship started planting the seed, saying, what are your pain points? What can we do for you? Opens up the door. So I feel that that's kind of how Nebraska's started and um, just getting name out and getting the trust that, hey, let's work together. Let's see if it works. If we don't go forward, we're going back. Let's just do baby steps. We don't have to do big steps. Let's just put our name out there and say, this is what we can do. Um, we love taking care of patients, and we know we can do it better than your call centers. Yep, absolutely. If you, knew, if you knew how many times we've heard a similar story with other states is how I went to them, we asked for this, no, 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 no. And you kind of go back to your pharmacy, and you're sort of discouraged, and you forget about it, and then all of a sudden they call you. Um, so it's, you know, being there and being being present and, and letting them know that you're available for them, you know, is is half or more of the battle. I agree. Yeah, I think something you said really resonates and, and something our listeners need to, to hear as well. And they're, they're probably, you know, some of them have been a part of a network of feeling the stress of, well, when is that payer opportunity going to come for us? Or, um, you know, how much longer is it going to take? And, and, you know, you mentioned planning the seed. And from, from the, you know, from the very first time your network began to organize to where you're at today, you know, can you think back to the time when you, you know, that you first had that, that real first payer engagement opportunity come through? I mean, it, it wasn't, you spent a lot of hours getting to that point. It wasn't just an overnight turnkey. You know, you, you had those meetings where you're talking about, well, what is going to be our baby steps? Well, you know, who do we approach? Who's going to approach them? And, you know, all that, that whole journey leading up to that first opportunity that actually came, came to be for your community pharmacies. What was that like? And, and um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, we had a really good jumpstart because one of my leadership team, we had uh, applied for state grants to really try to help organize and keep the workflow going in your family while taking care of your patients, but how to document it. We don't ever, that's the key thing is to say, well, we do this, this, and this. Well, no one knows about it and we're not documenting it. And we've known that since pharmacy school, but really just incorporating that into the workflow. So we did have some help, you know, some monies to help form the corporation, et cetera. And we first started talking to the um, Medicare. It was um, a couple of the, the Medicare MTMs. Um, we thought, are we going to actually get this? You know, we, we get paid for MTMs now, but this is a great opportunity. Um, and then another one came along and we said, well, we're kind of working with this other one. And so it just being able to tie it into someone else, um, we were so excited just to have a signed contract um, and do what we were getting paid for what we were doing was incredible. Um, and part of the 
our pharmacies were excited was with those state grants, which I think everybody should go after as well. Everyone's looking to how to improve patient care in your communities, and, and they need that in the rural areas, et cetera. So um, just being able to train your staff in certain things and getting reimbursed, getting a software platform that you can do that and really work it into your system and get paid for it helps. So it just kind of you know, relieve some of that pain um, as far as trying to change, you know, goodness sake, you can't say change, you know, <laughs> but you just have to work baby steps as well in your pharmacy. And that first contract was incredible for the leadership team. And and then just kind of stepping outside of your box and saying, okay, your comfort zone, I'm going to go and talk to the head of Medicaid. Why? I don't know. I just called them up and you just start the process. Um, and so then they encourage the MCOs and and really saying that the passion is we're a taxpayer. We're paying taxes. Can we save money and take care of our patients? We know that a lot of our high touch points are our Medicaid patients. So why can't we take care of them, put more in time effort we always do anyway, but to get paid for it is uh, what we need to do for sustainability. And talking to the medical directors, just getting past the pharmacy directors, it was a great shoe. And for for us, for the pharmacy directors, were great because they understood what we did, but their budget is different than the medical. So I always tried to get the medical director right on. Um, and just having that meeting was encouraging Um just being able to walk away from that saying they really do appreciate what we do. How can we, how can we get paid for those certain services and save them money in the long run, which in turn saves us money. So um, I think just getting the dialogue going is, is key. So hang in there, people. I think it's the pendulum's going that way. They're seeing that our worth is there. It's not in the dispensing, but it's in the relationships back again. I think that's a great way to, to wrap it up, those are those are great advice, um, words of advice from you, uh, Stacy. I appreciate your time today, um, your humility, your, your quickness to help others. Um, you, you're you're an agent for change, um, and most of all, I, I think your your positive attitude and your you're very inspirational to all of us. So I want to congratulate you on being a 2020 luminary of the year and uh, just super proud of you and honored to get to, to work with you. Well, thank you very much. I couldn't do it without all of you all. So I appreciate everything you've done for us. The CPESN podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Production assistance is given by Mike Denninger and Suzanne Feeney. For more information, visit us online at cpesn.com and tptransformations.com.